Blog Talk Radio. of the Pajama Party. How about that? I'm one of your hosts, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Happy Friday. Back in the saddle. How about that? Holiday's almost here. Mm-hmm. Here's to you. Cheers, Kettle. All right. How's everybody? Everybody's good. I am anyway. Doing well, thank uh-huh. you. Good, good. Well, y'all like good this nice weather we had today. Yeah, yeah, really good. Really, really good. Oh. That was very nice. Well, the weekend is almost here. Well, I guess it is here. Yeah, this is Friday weekend. Friday starts the weekend, don't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, let's get it started. All right. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, what's up? What's up? What's up? Not much, you know. Just uh, living a dream. But, uh, I don't know. I guess uh, the, the main thing, I guess one of the main initial questions tonight is, uh, you know, just the, the, the seriousness of, uh, you know, this whole vaccine thing. You know, we, we clearly can't get around that without uh, emphasizing that. You know, um, just our views around the table for a minute of, uh, you know, the world tightening up on this vaccine. You know, what's it going to take? What's it going to take? Because it's not a big deal to do. You know what I mean? I mean, that's just my opinion. You know, what do you think? Well, you know, I think we're at the point now, well, I think we have passed the point of people feeling like this is an optional personal preference kind of thing. I mean, I get it on the one hand. People are saying it's my body. I should be able to choose what I put in it. But by the same token, when you're putting other people at risk, at some point we all have to get beyond ourselves and think of the collective whole. You know, we can't just say, oh, I'm going to do what I want and what works for me. And not look at the fact that if we all think like that, we'll never get beyond this whole COVID lockdown situation. We're going in reverse. Certain cities now are starting to put some of the measures that they had relaxed, they're putting them back in place again because the numbers are going up instead of down. That tells you that something is wrong. So... Yeah. I just think, you know, we got to get over ourselves and just do what's best for the for the population, you know. As my boy said in Star Trek, the, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the one. That was Spock who said that. But 
That's my viewpoint. I can dig it. What do you say, Kim? Um, go back to the same thing I said before. Just hey, just get the shot. Um, you know, when you're out and about, people try to encourage other people to wear masks or, you know, just I was at a gas station the other day and black guy was talking to a white lady and he said, you know, make sure you wear your mask. He said, Thank you, you know, cap roll. So just um just be conscious and aware, you know. He said the numbers are going up as far as these schools and uh, oh yeah, all kinds of schools, the elementary schools to the colleges, you know. So this stuff is real, um, and it's gonna get worse. That's what they keep saying, you know. But uh, yeah. yeah, the last thing I did hear, I did hear something on 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 the radio uh, yesterday saying that DC was quote unquote one of the safest, number one safest place to be. And uh, number uh, four was Maryland. So I think the people, you know, constituents here, the mayor, governor, and stuff like that, they're doing everything that they're supposed to do. Keep it safe. It is up to the individual now. Right. Well, one of the schools, one of the counties in Maryland has gone back to virtual learning again because the COVID cases were increasing, I guess, at an alarming and ridiculous rate. So, you know, now they're having to go back to that. And the kids, I know, are not happy. They were finally, you know, getting back into the groove of being at school again. Now they got to go back to online learning again. Yeah. This is going to be a hot mess. Yeah, I heard on the news today where they're, uh, everybody's like virtual again and all this again and, uh, and the parents you can't keep. Um, and the parents have to become teachers again. And disrupt their lives. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but but um, my take on that is, is like you said, Kettle is just, just a shot. You know what I mean? It's a shot. You know, I got a, I, I got a flu shot today. You know, and just to get it done, but just to get it done, it's not even a. I don't know what the, I think sometimes people are overthinking it, you know, and, and you are who you are to do what you do, but, you know, this is just something that's a requirement that has to be done, just like a oil change on your car or keeping a proper inflation on your tires. You you can neglect anything you want in your life, but after a while, that, that bevel's going to turn into oblivious, oblivious and you know, you're going to be right back to square one and look back and say, wow, I should have done this a couple months ago. Because now my tire blew out when I knew that tire was bad all the time. Mm-hmm. Or I knew this was bad all the time. I mean, things in life that we put, I mean, we're going to put off things in life naturally anyway because nobody's perfect and we ain't up on all our games. But something like that, when you look and see how far you're behind, man, if I look at my vaccination card and I got shot 10 months ago or a year ago, then people that don't have it done, they're running late as hell. And anyway. Yeah. They're not going to beat that that horse too much. Okay. Well, Kettle, let's get to the rundown. What do we have on the list for tonight? All right. Let's get it cracking. All right. Our topic tonight, or I guess I'm pronouncing this right, Key Chant, Sewell, the first female uh, NYPD commissioner, also airline CEO, space 
lawmakers on cancellations and delays. And Louisiana judge takes unpaid leave after video captures racial slurs. Beth. Mm. Also, I hear me put it headline. Excuse me. McDonald's to pay black store owners $33.5 million to end bias suit. Also, Samuel Jackson and White make historical uh, film and alumni donations. Also, Vice President Harris, Treasury announced billions for black and minority businesses. Also, O.J. Simpson is, quote-unquote, a completely free man. Parole ends in Nevada. Also, tornado Uh-oh. hit factory sued. Uh, workers said they um, couldn't leave. And GSA washed its hands of tracking Trump D.C. hotel profits. <laughs> Our cocktail of the week. Also, what's possible with Papa Didi? Our weird news. We have to lighten it up, of course. Texas homeowners' security camera captures dozens of visiting hogs. Okay, I mean pigs. Um, not the Redskins. Um, Kraft will pay you $20 not to make cheesecake for Christmas. And also, Minnesota teens' four-inch mouth gap recaptures world record. Okay. Strange. I'm just saying with red wine, uh, day late, dollar short. Living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up. To kiss the list and the last words. Sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with the hot topic. You're in tune to the Late Night Adult Pajama Party right here on Blog Talk Radio. This is a production of DC Homegrown Entertainment. To share your opinion with the Pajama Party crew, call us on 914-803-4306 and press 1. If you'd rather just listen in, you can still call us and listen on your phone, or you can listen online by going to our website, www.apajamaparty.com, and clicking the Listen banner in the top right corner. So join the conversation and let us know what you think about tonight's topics or whatever is on your mind. Okay, who turned the lights off? Call us now, 914-803-4306. Now back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, let's get it going. It's time for the hot topics. And Kettle, you're in the first slot. What's your hot topic tonight? <clears throat> All right. Like I said, I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly. Uh, Key Chant Sewell is first female NYPD commissioner. Woo, woo, woo. Um, she will become the next uh, NY New York Police Department Commissioner, Mary-elect Eric Adams, announced on Tuesday. And she'll be making okay. history in the process. Sewell, currently the Nassau County Chief of Detectives, will be the city's first woman and the first black to lead the nation's largest police force with more than 52,000 members. Wow, that's a lot. It is a lot. Uh, Adam. Adams, who will be sworn in uh, by the mayor on January 1st, told New York Post that uh, selecting Sewell, she's only 49, to be the city's top cop uh, was his gut choice. 
The former NYPD captain has reportedly uh, favored Sewell as his pick for um, NYPD commissioner for months. Uh, Ketant Sewell is a proven crime fighter with the experience and emotional intelligence to deliver both the safety New Yorkers need and the justice they deserve. All right. So in response to the history-making moment, Sewell told the newspaper, I'm here to meet the moment. Um, I'm very humbled to even be considered for this, and it's an extraordinary opportunity. Wow, kudos for her. Uh, She's been in law enforcement for 25 years and uh, will be only the third black um, police commissioner in the city's history. Benjamin Ward served as first black commissioner under former uh, Ed Koch. Remember those by Ed Koch? And Lee Brown oh, yeah. as the department under uh, New York City's uh, first black mayor, David Jenkins. I remember him. So uh, he goes on to say, I think um, you have to take a look at quality of life crimes because sometimes they lead to something else. Uh, you have to make sure you're using the broken windows theory, the enforcement of those low-level crimes in a way uh, that's not discriminatory in a way that addresses the problem and doesn't actually over-police it in some retrospect. Okay. Makes oh, sense. That's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Kind of, <clears throat> yeah, it sounds like this case that um, what's going on with, um, I think his name is Dante Wright, where the white officer mm-hmm. shot the guy in the car and she made a mistake. And, I mean, they just pulled him over for something stupid, you know, but... Uh, yeah. yeah, and now that brother's dead, uh-huh. and his son is fatherless. Right, that's what I'm saying. So, you know, some petty crimes don't need to be dealt with in such a manner as it has been in the past. So, just uh, you know, try to do something different, I guess. I think that's what I'm saying. So, kudos to her, though. Good yeah, I wish her much success. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. So... I'm waiting to see what's going to happen with uh, New Year's Eve. You think New York's going to pull it off with the COVID mm. numbers going up? And, you know, they're making I, all these plans, and then stuff went crazy. Um, I think they, well, they did it last year, but it was, like, spaced out, Um, you know. So I think you had to have a ticket or... Selected people could be in Times Square or something. I don't know. They they, they figured it out somehow. So I guess okay. they're not trying to have people uh, not come to New York City, but um, still, that's, that's it's a big surge up there. So to me, I would yeah. just say put. I, I wouldn't even travel. So not to New York I'm City. I'm sure they're not. They're not trying to have a super spreader event. Right. I agree. So just stay your ass home. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Shout out to New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, I've got one on the airline CEOs. Uh, they're on the hot seat with the lawmakers up on Capitol Hill over the recent cancellations and delays that the airlines have been going through. And this is in spite or despite the $54 billion bailout that Congress gave them. And they still can't seem to get it together. So major U.S. airline CEOs were up on Capitol Hill on Wednesday 
being questioned by lawmakers about whether or not they spent those billions of taxpayer dollars appropriately. So the industry received a bailout, as I said, of $54 billion at the height of the pandemic when, of course, air travel came to a screeching halt. Now, the goal of the $54 billion was to preserve airline jobs, and in return, the airlines agreed to put limits on executive compensation and eliminate stop buybacks and dividends and uh, not have those involuntary furloughs going on of their employees. But even with that $54 billion, uh, the airlines said they had no choice but to downsize. So Congress is saying, all right, you need to explain. We gave you all this money to preserve jobs. You were supposed to cut back on executive perks, cut back on all that money that the people at the top get, not get rid of people, you know, preserve jobs, but yet you still had cancellations, delays, and you cut back staff. So how did you spend this money? Help us understand. That's what was going on on Wednesday. So, of course, the CEOs were giving them this whole story about, well, you know, we had this and that going on and how they didn't have enough pilots at one point or they didn't have enough pilots to fly the number of planes that they had. And then there were some miscommunications that happened. So they were basically tap dancing, in my opinion. Uh, One of the CEOs from American Airlines said, we ended up with planes in the wrong place, people in the wrong place, and that created the cancellations that happened in October. Uh, Southwest Airlines CEO said that they did have some scheduling mistakes over the past year. Uh, United Airlines CEO said we were struggling with a regional pilot shortage, that they just didn't have enough pilots to fly the planes. Uh, He said they they had about 100 planes that were grounded because they didn't have enough pilots to fly them. But all of the executives were in agreement that the road to recovery would have been a lot worse if it hadn't been for that payroll support program provided by Congress. They said it saved uh, about 400,000 direct passenger airline jobs but, you know, you know, the executives were addressing the worker shortage concerns, saying that we've been doing, you know, aggressive hiring practices. And, you know, they're, they're saying that they're planning to hire 30,000 new workers in 2022. But they still didn't really explain, like, so how did the numbers go down if we gave you all this money to keep the numbers so you could hold on to people until the COVID uh, freeze basically was over. So I don't know how they talked their way out of that one, but, you know. They say recently the Thanksgiving travel rush, you know, pretty much went without too many major hiccups. But they are they are concerned that with the latest uh, variants of the Delta variant and the Omicron variant, they're, the CEOs are worried that this could kind of sit, send them backwards in terms of the progress they've been making and trying to, you know, pull the air, airlines back up on top again. So mm. we shall see. Hmm. So I, you I don't you know. Sold, how, you, you sold the money that we gave you, and you don't know what the hell you did with it. 
so many words. Pretty much. Say, That's some... <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm I'm listening to the crap. I mean That's now what I'm here. But how are you speaking on now saying that with the recent variants, what does that do? Give you a new excuse and a new alibi? Mm-hmm. That has nothing to For do. Sure. I mean, didn't didn't they give them money with a B in it? Yeah, that's a lot of money. Yes. And see when yes. when people take when these executives get this money, and you mm-hmm. know sometimes executives are very young. You know, mm-hmm. you know they're all they're 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 in their thirties, so they're at the top of their game when it comes to thinking they're the smartest people on the planet. And they just messed up a bunch of money and destroyed it. Now they can't account for it. Now you, t- they hoping that the pandemic comes back. <laughs> give them, give them mm-hmm. something else to hide under. Another excuse. Yeah, right. they hoping a big, big old shady tree come along so they can hide under that tree. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's scary. It's mm-hmm. a mess. It really mm-hmm. is. Well, that's all I have on it. But I think we need to keep our mm-hmm. eye on them. Uh, you know, I'll have them. These airlines are a mess. They're a mess. They're, I'm a train guy. I mean, there's so much money involved. And mm-hmm. to be able to go up on Capitol Hill and answer questions <laughs> and that's what I can come up with. Oh, well, we have planes in the wrong place, pilots in the wrong place, miscommunication. Why? Yeah, but ain't nobody blaming the, the executives. But where the, where's the money? Or how's the money accounted? Yeah. You're going to blame the unions and, the, you know, the, everything has got to do with everything else but the real deal. Mm-hmm. But anyway, this story here is pretty wild, too. You know, we, we're done with that one. Yeah, I'm done. This is this Louisiana judge, you know, she put herself on unpaid leave after her so-called uh, home video captured racial, racial, racial slurs on it. You know, um, and this all this is, this is basically a... Uh, a buildup of of what most Caucasians realize in their worst nightmare is that them being ripped off by a person of color. This is why they arm themselves. This is why they do everything that has to do with protection, pay all kinds of security companies, because the biggest people they don't want to rob them or the ones they think is going to rob them is people of color. So this lady's uh, complete uh, fantasy of how she would be robbed finally came to light, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, this is Louisiana judge. She said she's going to go on unpaid leave after a video from her home captured people reportedly using racial slurs following a burglary attempt, okay? Her lawyers said, now her lawyers, she's a damn judge, and she got to get a lawyer. How about that, okay? <laughs> her lawyer said Wednesday that uh, Lafayette, Lafayette, Louisiana, City Court Judge, her name is uh, Michelle Adenet, Adenet, or something like Adenet. We'll call her Michelle O. Uh, temporary, she temporarily uh, stepped down Thursday from her bench so she could take some, some leave. But it gets, it gets deep, okay? And and her, her lawyer says she's humiliated, embarrassed, and sorry for what she's done and the trouble that she caused to the community. All right? Whatever. This is what her lawyer said Tuesday. Uh, uh, so he said tomorrow she's going to uh, take an intern leave without pay. I guess he had to throw that without pay thing in there. Mm. And whether she's getting paid or not, we don't know. Anyway, so the move comes after leaders and activists, including president of local chapters of the NAACB, called for uh, you know Michelle O's uh, resignation. 
right? The video first reported by a local news outlet. Uh, the outlet was called The Current. It was shot after a burglar attempt at uh, at her home early on an early Saturday morning. Her lawyer said the Lafayette police reported, report obtained by the, the uh, news outlet called Current said it occurred about 2 a.m. An unnamed person reportedly saw the suspect leaving one of the family's vehicles. Mm-hmm. Okay. The suspect tried to run but was quickly caught and held until officers arrived. Okay. This is what the news outlets reported. Is that a citizen's arrest? Now, yeah, exactly. They don't, right. They don't even elaborate on that. They say an unarmed person, an unarmed, I'm sorry, an unnamed person, they're not going to say who did it, whether it was a police officer or whoever or whatever. Mm-hmm. To me, it was just somebody had a gun. An unnamed person reportedly saw the suspect leaving one of the family's vehicles. The suspect uh, tried to run but was quickly caught and held until police officers got there. Now, in the video, which appears to show people discussing the home security video, a home security video on the suspect's capture, a man could be heard saying all kind of stuff like, uh, uh, mom's yelling N-word, N-word A woman's voice can be heard responding We have an N-word And it's an N-word like a roach Breaking in our house You know, yada, yada, yada They're just describing a video as it's happening So apparently whatever Whoever recorded them in the house Something leaked somehow I don't even know how it, yeah. how it got out But it must have leaked or it, you know. Yeah, anyway let, let that out. The judge says that uh, it appears at the same point on the video that uh, the lawyer said that, but he declined to say that it was Sarah Axel voice speaking on here. But but she claims that she don't know what happened because the 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 burglar really upset her so much that she took a sedative, and she doesn't remember anything that happened. <laughs> After she watched the video, she was so upset by what she saw on the video. That she took the sedative, fell asleep, and the next morning had no recollection of who said what in the room. But in turn, she's running for her life to take a leave of absence and everything else. Man, these white folks talk out of both sides of their damn mouth. It is, it is, how do you get away with this shit? It's mm, mm, mm. unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I mean, Are they in there dropping in words? Dropping in mm. words like it ain't nothing. They're looking at the TV like we watch the Super Bowl. This is how they watching that, that security video. But my question is that who leaked the video in the house of everybody cursing That's out a good loud? Question. I don't. That I don't. Well, understand. I did read a, another article that said one of the male voices that was dropping n-word bombs was her son, who has now been kicked off of his swim and dive team in school. I think he's a high school student or something. I don't know if he's high school or college, but whatever school he attends, he has been kicked off of his uh, diving or swimming team well, once the know. story got out because they apparently either heard or believed that the male voice was his. Well, you know, this is just another case, and I'll, I'll close out on this. This is just another case of, like, white folks, will not you just tell us how you really feel? You know, because they, 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 they hobnob with black people all day on the job. I'm sure this judge has about four or five different uh, county clerks in there, sisters that she, you know, that work for her. You know, you know how the judges got all kind of clerks that at their beck and call in there. The bailiff is black. The 
everybody in the in the court in the courtroom works for the judge because the judge is you know they're they're king or queen in their courtroom and, and it's mostly blacks around especially Louisiana the bailiff the you know the court clerk the this one or that one but then when you get back to your little home up in the suburbs all you can say is n word n word n word and you're working with n words all day long mm-hmm. so like I said tell us how you really feel about us <laughs> that's what's really deep I believe they did. Yeah, well, it's, it's amazing how when they get in the, on their own time, they turn to a whole different, and that's what we should never forget, because when them jokers get on their own time, okay. they speak in their mind like they want to speak. Behind but, closed doors, they can, they feel free. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-mm. So how long is she suspended? <laughs> no, she's not suspended. She took a leave of absence. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, she so. took a leave of absence to claim that she... Took a sedative, don't remember nothing, and got to get her head right. And I don't think she probably will come back. Oh, sometimes, you know, when you resign, when you resign, you can go to a a, a wider uh, circuit court. You know, she can go somewhere. You know, she can go somewhere in uh, Louisiana where it's white as snow, and they'll love her. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Agree. Yeah, that's some foolishness. All right, yeah. well, I'm putting her on the kiss it list. There you yeah. go. Well, well, if yeah, anybody want to join in the conversation, uh, hit us up tonight, 914-803-4306. And press and one. Press one. Get in the queue. All yeah. right. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're coming back with the Hit It and Quit It headlines for this week on the Pajama Party Show. This is Kettle. And this is Red Wine. If you like news, but you like the weirdest kind, you're in the right place. Join us every Friday night for the Pajama Party Weird News. We find stories each week about some of the strangest and oddest news stories around. If there's ghost driving, stupid criminals getting caught, or just bizarre medical stories, we record it right here on the Pajama Party Weird News. It's funny and informative, and we look forward to it every week. And you will, too. If you like weird news like we do, join us every Friday night on the Pajama Party Show. It's a weird world out there, and we'll tell you all about it. Right here on the Weird News, where we celebrate the weirdness. I'm probably one of your Papa D.D. I'm here with uh, Kettle. Hello. Bonsoir, darling. Woo! I love me some weird news. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. But right now it's time to hit them and quit them with the headlines from this week. So much went on this week. So we're going to give you uh, some of the top headlines, and we're going to hit them and quit them like only we can. And, Kettle, you've got the first one. Go for it. And Cleveland, McDonald's will pay $33.5 million to a former baseball player who owns multiple franchises to end a lawsuit he brought against the company, accusing it of racial discrimination. Uh His name is Herb Washington. He's black, uh, owned more than a dozen restaurants in Ohio, Pennsylvania. When he filed a lawsuit in February that said the company has treated white owners 
more favorable and denied him the opportunity to buy restaurants in more affluent communities. Oh. McDonald said in a statement Thursday that the uh, amount is it was paying Washington for 13 franchises was, quote, unquote, no more than what we deem a fair price for the value of the restaurant. Uh, while we were confident in the strength of our case, this resolution uh, uh, aligns with McDonald's values and enables us to continue focusing on our communities to um, the communities that we serve. Okay. Uh, discrimination has no place at McDonald's. That's what the company is saying. Um, the lawsuit also filed in U.S. District Court in Youngstown said uh, McDonald's sought to steer Washington towards stores located in poor neighborhoods and that black owners average uh, around 700000 less in annual sales for stores than white owners. Interesting. Uh, in uh, September 2020, more than 50 black former franchise owners sued the company with similar allegations. Uh, that suit said the black owners were offered to buy stores in poor areas uh, that had uh, higher security and insurance costs and were denied uh, uh-huh. things like rent assistance during renovations uh, that they said white owners were given. I mean, does this sound like the the farmers thing or what? Come on, y'all. What's yes, up? just a whole so, different uh, different business industry, but same old song. Right. Um, I forgot. I guess this sentence is important. The company announced it would spend two hundred fifty million dollars. That's all over five years to recruit and support franchise owners um, from minority communities. That's all y'all got to give. Okay. A drop in the bucket. I know. Come on. But they apparently they see that there is a problem. So, uh, you know, I'm 50-50 on that. <laughs> yeah, maybe may be mad at I like y'all fries. Really? I, I like y'all fries, but damn, y'all making me starting to not go there no more. <laughs> Come on, y'all. <laughs> yeah, that's some slanted <laughs> stuff that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Put them on the kids oh, list man. for this week. Yep. All right. This is McDonald's where now? Cleveland. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got them. Yeah. McDonald's in Cleveland. Biased mm-hmm. and unfair. I guess that's <laughs> the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's good. Biased and full of bull. Double indemnity, why not? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Hit them with both mm-hmm. of them. All right, we're going to hit them and quit them. Uh, let's see. Papa Didi, you got the next story? What yeah, I got this story here. I'll tell you what. They may sound, they make this sound like a, some kind of hoorah story, but to me it reminds me of uh, Howard University, and I just don't, this is a preemptive story. I just don't understand how these colleges just will be so famous how is this lack of concern for them and when they get in a dire straight situation, like who's really taking care of this crap? Mm. You know what I mean? Now the story leads by saying that uh, Samuel Jackson and his wife uh, Latanya Richardson Jackson make an historic uh, Spelman alumni uh, donation. Makes you sound like, yeah, 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 yeah. But as I read the story, You'll see how this is relative to uh, Howard University. 
in Washington, D.C. Now, Atlanta native and Spelman alumni, Latanya Richardson Jackson, uh, joined her husband, Samuel L. Jackson, in providing Spelman College with the latest alumni donation in, in, I'm sorry, with the largest, not latest, with the largest donation in the, in, in the school's history, okay? They contributed $5 million toward renovating the school's uh, John D. Rockefeller Fine Arts Building, okay? The Atlanta Communist Constitution reported. Now, the Fine Arts Building, a 57-year-old and in desperate need of renovations, all right. Wow. Now, this building suffers from asbestos, poor ventilation, lack of handicap accessibility, hmm. as well as outdated theater, dressing rooms, bathrooms, all warrant and 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 recent decisions by the by the college and renovations with with construction that was especially supposed to start in the spring of 2022 once they get this donation from the uh, Jacksons. Now, you can set up this fast renovation thing, but why you been dragging your ass with all these these yeah. these situations? And, and the sad part about it is that kids have been performing in this raggedy-ass building with all this shit going on. Now, just like Howard University, when them kids was out there making their domains, their demands on stuff, people sat back and not, not, you know, um, I'm sure, the, uh, what's her name, Debbie Allen and, and her sister, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they they stood up for a minute, but but the the president of Howard University sat back, sitting on his hands for a minute to see what was happening with it. But you know, these, I mean, these young people, they're spoiled as hell. A lot of them wasn't born until 2002. 2003, and a lot of these, these kids are suburban kids. They was raised in houses with central air. How the, how the hell are you going to put a fan in the motherfucking window yeah. with kids was raised on central air? I, I don't understand that move, you know. I mean, that's just one thing. But but getting back to the story in, in Atlanta with this situation here, now all the time you keep hearing about, you know, Spelman and, 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 um, and the the other college, uh, what is what is the brother college across the street there? Uh, oh my gosh, what is yeah, that for? Spelman and yeah, it's on here somewhere. Yeah, I can't think of it right now. Yeah, but anyway, you know Morehouse. That's it. So he went to Morehouse, she went to Spelman, and you know, and after all these years of people saying yeah, 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 Morehouse and Spelman, you would think all that stuff is elaborate. I mean, if you can't fix it up, then. Go to Home Depot where the Spanish jokers got the pickup trucks in the parking lot. Oh, my gosh. You know what I'm saying? I mean, come on. you Really? It don't take a lot of money. Asbestos? That's ridiculous. Oh, this And that built, you say that thing is 57 years old? Yeah. Fine arts building? Well, it's not so much the age. It's that we know what it's built from, and this should have been taken care of. But everybody is hyping and hyping and hyping it. But, you know, they're looking at the other buildings that have to do with science and whatever or you know stuff like that but i don't understand but then the hoopla of these particular colleges when there's a bunch of other hbcus that are probably more dire straits than that but everybody's putting and this ain't the first people to contribute big money to these two colleges but just like you said with the airlines you know where the hell is the money going that's a good question where's the money going 
Everybody gets donations, and then when the people get the check, people look at it. It's almost like when you say what you're going to do when you get your income tax check. Right? Oh, yeah. man. Remember back in the day? Oh, man. Yeah. Ooh, when I get my income tax check, man, I tell you what, I'm going to change the world when I get that income tax check. Mm-hmm. Man, you get that income tax check, that shit spent over a weekend. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And, you ain't done, and you ain't you ain't done jack of what you said you're going to do. Oh, and, you know, I mean, I can't speak on that because I'm paying internal revenue every goddamn year. But anyway, I'm just but saying. But you know what that's? That's probably what happened with uh, uh, Howard. I think uh, since the president mm-hmm. ain't saying too much, maybe he took most of the damn money. Shit, went to his salary. Exactly. I think a lot well, of the his people money that went send... to people's salaries. Exactly. Not only his salaries, but the luxuries thereof. When different people go to, when, when the president goes to places and coming back, there's always a black limo out there. Well, not so much a limousine, but, you know, those black... Uh, yeah, sedan, pick people up, you know. Yeah, call a sedan. Yeah, call a sedan. Call a sedan. You know, you know them sedans. Shoot, when them sedans sing you the bill, boy, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, you might as well have got a stretch. That stuff is, but you know, in the long run, we're making jokes about it. But I'm just saying the fact that everybody in this world needs to understand this here. And I'm, I'm well, I'll, I'll say that for my piece. Anyway. Well, I just want to add one thing. When you were talking about where does the money go, now, mm-hmm. where I work, they participate in the combined federal campaign, the CFC, mm-hmm. where they have this whole long list of all these nonprofit organizations that you can do payroll deduction and donate if you so choose to. But what's mm-hmm. interesting is that if you want to look into it, you can just click the link, and you can look at what percentage – of the money you donate, what? Well, how do they do? I think they do it based on every dollar. What percentage of every dollar goes to the company's overhead? And it's amazing how some of these companies have like fifteen, twenty percent, thirty percent is overhead. Now, when you're donating for a cause, you want your money to go to the cause. But some of these nonprofits that have such high overhead, if you don't look into it, you would never know. And it's not like well, it's hidden. Well, what's their overhead? Is it salaries? Yeah, is overhead is like the, the rent. It's the administrative, the rent for the building, the salaries, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And whatever okay. the difference is goes to the actual cost. So if you're doing like an animal shelter or something, if it has a 40% overhead, then only 60 cents of every dollar you donate is going to help the animals, I mean directly, mm-hmm. yeah. and then the rest is going to everything else. Oh, yeah. So I mean, do you, do you I'm think only that's saying fair that you... mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying whether it's fair or not. All I'm saying is when you give money to an organization, mm-hmm. you need Just to be aware to of right. how much of that money goes directly to what yeah. you're trying to give it to. Right, I got you. You know, mm-hmm. so right. that's yeah. all I'm saying. Because mm-hmm. when I started looking yeah. at that stuff, I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, let me find an organization that has a very low overhead right. and donate right. to that. Because I'm not trying to pay all this other crap that comes off the top. But anyway, right. all right, we're going to hit them and quit them. Allegedly. All right. I got one on Vice President Harris and Treasury. Mm. They've announced 
billions of dollars for black and uh, black minority businesses. And we'll see how that goes. Vice President Kamala. 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 I'm trying Kamala. to make sure I say Don't it. Call me Kamala. Oh, here we My go. Name is Kamala. Don't call me Kamala. Ka- Kamala Harris and Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen headlined an annual Freedmen's Bank Forum on Tuesday of this week, announcing $8.7 billion in federal funding for financial institutions that serve minority and underserved small business owners. I don't know where they get all this money from, but they've set it aside for minority and small business owners. So the sizable investment announced by the Office of the Vice President and the Treasury Department is part of a $12 billion secured $12 billion that was secured last year by Vice President Harris when she was still a U.S. Senator, along with Senators Cory Booker, Chuck Schumer, Mark Warner, and uh, U.S. Representative Maxine Waters, uh, who was chairman of the House Financial Services Committee. So there's a, an act that's called the Jobs and Neighborhood Investment Act that was intended to support community financial institutions that serve low to moderate income and minority communities, as well as respond to significant loss of black-owned businesses and everything pertaining to, of course, the COVID pandemic. So bottom line is, you know, this money's been set aside. They got a program set up. I don't really know how you get any of this, what you have to do to apply. The story didn't elaborate. It just said that the Freedmen's Bank opened 37 branches in 17 states. Uh, at one point, it did collapse due to um, mismanagement, et cetera, by the executives. But Deputy, uh, Deputy Treasury Secretary Wally Adeyemo, who is the first black person to serve in that role, moderated the panel at the Freedmen's Bank Forum. So it sounds like I said it said when it collapsed, it was like a decade ago. So they've gotten it back up and running. They're making all this money available. I just hope they communicate it well so it doesn't end up being handled like that PPP program where all these businesses, like what was the sports team, uh, one of the professional sports teams that was able to get some of that um I forgot what that acronym stands for, the PPP money that came out based on the pandemic when they were trying to help businesses. Hmm. There was a professional sports team. I don't recall if it was – I think it was a basketball team, wasn't it? Um, I heard a term. I think it was Mark Cuban's uh, team. They ended up getting, like, I don't know. I don't know. It was a lot of money. They got money from that program. Um Gosh, I, have I, to look up return. The I think they returned that money. Um, yeah, they did after it got they out. They returned the money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big deal. I don't know it, if they were yeah. going to return it automatically or was it because word got out that they had gotten it and then the shame know. of it. I don't know. But yeah. you're right. They did return it. But there were, you know, quite a few companies who jumped in front of the line and got money that they clearly didn't need. And the companies mm-hmm. who really needed it didn't get an opportunity, or well, I'll say by the maybe, time they got in. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just have a, a, a clear criteria of 
how to get the money. They would just, you know, if you applied early, it just seemed like they were just giving it away. It should have been a certain criteria, but it just seemed like yeah. it, it was not one. So that was the screw. I think the criteria, uh, payroll protection program. I think that's what it was. Okay. Those three P's were. The yeah, point of it was, it was mm-hmm. for for people to be able to continue to pay their employees mm-hmm. um, through the pandemic. Because the yeah. idea, yeah, because the idea was what they don't know how long COVID was going to last, so right. they were thinking, well. You know, it may be three to six months, something like that. You know, this can allow you to keep your employees paid so that, you know, people don't Mm -hmm. just fall off the edge of the earth in the meantime. So so this particular program, the vice president has has started up again. Is it similar to it? Is that what you're saying? That's what this is? Um, To me, it has some similarities, but in this case... Mm-hmm. It's it's specifically for minority and underserved communities. Okay, here the we go. Original, you know, the white folks gonna come after us again. But anyway, yeah, I hate to like say it. Like they did it, with the farmers, I know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All, All right. right, we're hitting them and quitting them. All right. Um, I have the next one. OJ is completely a free man. Really? Oh, um, OJ is a free man. Seventy-four year old. Dang, he's seventy-four. Former football hero and actor acquitted a uh, California murder defendant and convicted uh, Las, Va- Las Vegas armed robber was damn we got a long title was granted good <laughs> behavior credits and discharged from parole um, effective December the first. Okay, uh, goes on to say Mr. Simpson is completely a free man now. Okay, uh, Simpson declined He's an free. immediate interview and. Uh, and he intends to remain in Nevada. Okay. Um, he became an NFL Hall of Famer and the first running back to gain 2,000 yards in a season. Uh, this man, Buffalo Bills in 73. Wow, a long time ago. Uh, he acted in movies and served as a rent-a-car company. Hey, that was that was a, a commercial, rent-a-car, when he was running through the airport. Um, oh, yeah. Uh so it became, it yeah, this became the trial of the second yeah. year. It was saying, was go, Juice, go. Yeah, he was acquitted in 95 of the double slaying of the ex-wife of gold and the boyfriend, Goldman. Um, but then you're going to go back out there and steal your crap back. That's why I ain't get, that's why he went to jail. But, you know, it is what it is. So, so he's a free man, so that's it. <laughs> and see what he's going to do in his next yeah. chapter of his life. Should be interesting. So, all right, that's Hopefully it. Hopefully, he'll I'm stay out of trouble. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll see. Keep it moving. Mm-hmm. All right, back to you, Papa Diddy. What's up? Really? Boy, y'all moving along here. Anyway, well, wasn't uh, much this, to say. <laughs> on a sad note, uh, up in uh, Kentucky, uh, May- Mayfield, Kentucky. Survivors of the, uh, as you know, the tornado that hit the uh, different places up there, and saying that a, uh, a Kentucky hit factory, they they, they sued workers, uh, said they, they they couldn't leave. So let's see what's up with this here. The survivors of a uh, of the tornadoes that uh, leveled a Kentucky can- candle factory. You know, you heard about all that on TV. Killed eight workers. Uh, killed eight workers. They have filed a lawsuit claiming. That their employers demonstrated uh, uh, frequent indifferences. 
by refusing to allow employees to go home early as the storm approached. And I can believe that completely. Wow. Because, you know, bosses always act like they want to be aggressive. And, and it was most of us in that, in that because uh, if you've seen by the survival things, it was a lot of sisters that was talking about they were stuck and things like that. So the lawsuit filed in state court late Wednesday accused the company of violating Kentucky's occupational safety and health workplace standards by keeping its staff at work despite a danger of, of death and injury. The suit uh, seeks uh, comp- uh, compensatory and uh, punitive damages from the May- Mayfair uh, Consumer Products. Uh, Bob Ferguson, a spokesman for the companies uh, located in the western town of Mayfield, he previously insisted that employees were free to leave any time. She assured they were. Hmm. And he denied that they would have faced uh, retribution if they left the factory. So the company CEO named Troy Prop said in the statement Wednesday that the company, and I'm sure he wasn't even there at the time, his ass was probably home, you know, in a, on high ground. He reported that the company had uh, retained an independent expert team to review the actions of managers and employees leading up to when a tornado struck the factory. The lawsuit claims that the factory had up to three three and a half hours before the tornado even hit the place of business to allow employees to leave its work site in, in a safe um, precautionary manner. And the factory showed fragrant indifference to the right, where people were saying, I want to go home, and they're saying, we got a, a production to put out as close to Christmas and all that. So wow. this is an ongoing situation that's really deep. And, and it happened, as, as you can see, people are complaining about it immediately. This happened the other day. And people already found lawsuits saying these bosses wouldn't let us go home. And it's so much they couldn't hold them. But when people throw threats on your livelihood saying, yeah. if you go home, you're fired. And, you know, a lot of people working in the candle factories are really, you know, um, you know, they're vulnerable. people. They're good. They're good black people, you know. That, that, and they had that, a lot of immigrants working in there, too. Yeah, I'm sure. So it's just sad how. And then the boss is going to say, no, nah, they're free. They're gonna, yeah, really. Give me a break. And your ass is safe. And these people had to get rubble taken off off their heads. One lady said she was trapped up against the wall, couldn't move. She's crying as she's talking on her cell phone, talking to the police. And then this is a mess. I mean, some of these, these towns, these towns are so so backdated with racism, and it's crazy. But you know, two people I haven't heard from yet in this whole situation, which is uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, Mitch. Yeah, Mitch McConnell and uh, a guy named Rand Paul. Oh, I'm gonna talk about Mitch. Rand Paul and, and Mitch McConnell. I haven't heard anything from them, and this is the state they represent. Now, Mitch can get up there and talk about supporting Trump and everything else, but he ain't say a, a flipping word concerning anything about the uh, the tornadoes. Oh, he finally came yeah, up. Yeah. He fin- Mitch finally said something, but I'm gonna talk he, about he, it. He ain't said it a couple of days when it was in effect. No. I said finally, mm. like as in today. Oh, please. Piece of crap. Mm. Anyway. Mm. Mm. <laughs> anyway, speaking of pieces, I'm sorry, were you done with Yeah, that? I'm done, yeah, yeah. Okay. Speaking of pieces of crap, GSA, General Services Administration, they allegedly have washed their hands of tracking Trump's organization's uh, D.C. hotel profits which is what they were supposed to have been, one of the things they're supposed to have been doing. So uh, they basically said, you know, we're, we're done. We're not tracking that anymore, according to a congressional report that was released on yesterday. 
And this was uh, the report was put together by a Democratic-led House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee. Uh, they said that GSA ignored critical ethical and constitutional issues involving then President Trump's financial interest in the hotel. Uh, they said in the report the GSA failed its basic responsibilities for not tracking millions of dollars from foreign governments that stayed at Trump International Hotel, nor did they look into the origins of the $75 million loan that helped the hotel continue operations when, you know, during COVID when stuff started drying up. Somewhere a $75 million loan came up that they later said came from the family. But GSA didn't go track it down and verify it or nothing. So the report faulted GSA for not investigating, as I said, that loan that allegedly came from the family. Uh, they didn't look into the sources of income, the, the conflict or potential conflicts of interest for private financial interest in Trump's role as president when he was president. They also didn't review the amount of profit that the hotel was generating from foreign government payments, which was a potential violation of the Constitution's emoluments clause, which prohibits presidents from getting gifts or payments from foreign governments. I mean, it just goes on and on about all the stuff that GSA did not do. Because at one point, apparently, GSA just decided, you know what, I'm done. We're done. We've looked at this long enough. We're not tracking it anymore. I don't know who or when GSA decided to just say we're done with this. But additionally, the House Oversight and Reform Committee released a different report in October that said Trump misinformed the public regarding the hotel's finances. Uh, the committee released financial statements showing that the hotel had lost over $70 million while Trump was in office. Apparently, they're saying that was not accurate. Uh, ethics lawyers have criticized Trump's decision to not completely divest himself of the hotel in Washington and other financial interests. Back in January 2017, when he took the oath of the office of president, um, the report com uh, repeatedly faulted GSA for not canceling the family's hotel lease, even though the language in the lease, which is weird to me, the language in the lease says that the federal lease with the Trump family runs for nearly 100 years with extensions. Who signs a lease to anything for 100 years with extensions, mind you? <laughs> this is from... This is some mafia bull crap. I don't know. Yeah, I never heard that. nothing like that. Yeah, I, I never heard anything like that. So this, this can't be that desperate for money. Mm. I, this this is crazy. So allegedly, the hotel is finally supposed to be sold to the CGI Merchant Group, which mm. is a real estate investment group out of Miami, Florida for mm -hmm. the sum of $375 million. Mm -hmm. And G GSA has to sign off on that before that deal can be completed. So <laughs> mm -hmm. They all in bed with each other, that's all. 
Yeah. It's a whole lot of funky, funky going on with this one. Sure. That's how to get through things, yeah. I yeah. able to switch, wash their hands or whatever of things uh, through different entities. If it's business, this, that, that's just what they do, you know. So. Yeah, that, that's just a wild one. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the phone lines real quick and pick up a caller. Hello, caller. Welcome to the Pajama Party Show. Go right ahead with your comments. Hello, caller. Go right ahead with your comment. Cool. Yes, I have one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Papa Didi said coldfeed.com. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Well, with that, that wraps up the uh, hit it and quit it headline. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess we'll go ahead and take a quick break, and we're coming back with the cocktail of the week. You got a good one for us, Kettle? Yes, I do. Okay, well, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back with the Cocktail of the Week. You're listening to the Pajama Party Show. This is the Pajama Party coming to you live. What's on your mind? Call us on 914-803-4306. Got an opinion or just want to say hello to the crew? Hello! You know what to do. Call 914-803-4306. If you just want to listen to the show online, go to www.apajamaparty.com and click the banner in the upper right corner. But if you want to talk to the crew, you need to call us on 914-803-4306 and press 1. We'll get to your call as soon as possible. It's nothing but fun and a pillow fight every Friday night at the Pajama Party. And remember... PJs only, no clothes allowed. Now back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Bartender, another round for the house. Thank you, darling. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. When you're with Papa DJ, we have a kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, it's time for Kettle and the Cocktail of the Week. All right, this is called the Classic Saratoga Cocktail. Um, This classic recipe for a Saratoga cocktail, it combines everything of the Manhattan and Metropolitan, and it dates back to um, the 19th century. Dates way back. Recipe dates back to 1880s, Okay. Um, so we have one ounce of brandy, one ounce of whiskey, I'm trying to keep warm this, this, uh, winter, uh, one ounce of sweet vermouth, two dashes of bitter, and a lemon twist for garnish. So we're going to gather all these ingredients, um, and mix in a mixing glass filled with, um, ice. For the brandy, whiskey, and sweet vermouth and, and bitters, and that mixing glass, stir it, and strain into a chilled cocktail glass, and uh, that garnish of a twist of lemon or an orange peel, whatever you prefer, or both. And that's it. That's the oh. Saratoga. All right. Saratoga. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. I like it. I like it. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Enjoy. I'll have a, a, a nice creamy one um, or champagne one probably next week. So enjoy this one this week. Okay. Thank you so much. The Cocktail of the Week is brought to you by Kettle and DC Homegrown Entertainment, our parent company. And we thank you both for that. Uh, we're going to pass the mic over to Papa Didi for what's popping. What's popping, mm. Papa Didi? Well, like I was saying earlier, I just, uh, when I look at the uh, different colleges and everything, that, that every, every, it seems like everybody's just perpetrating a fraud, you know, and the money, when the money trickles down, or like they say, when the rubber meets the road, it's always some controversial stuff. Like when that situation was going on at Howard University where them kids were protesting, nobody took them serious initially, you know? And I'm sure the president looked at because most of them were freshmen, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that was the freshman dorm that was uh, in disarray like that. So you look at them like, well, why would them freshmen complaining about blah, blah, blah? They should be lucky they're going here. Hey, nobody's lucky to be doing it. Them kids can go anywhere. Half of them probably came out of their high school with honors, you know? And they don't they don't need to go to no damn Howard University. I mean, please, that place in my opinion, sometimes I think it's kinda of overrated in my opinion, but I ain't gonna say it too loud being in the D C area. H U I'm gonna get my ass kicked. You but know. anyway, I'm just saying, you know you you gotta you only you only are what you are based on your integrity and how 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 tight you tie up your bootstraps. You know, if your ass is hanging out, then your ass is hanging out. And I don't think that anything in that, based on the reputation of that college, there should be maintenance people in place that keeps everybody in authority abreast of everything that's getting old, needs to be done. I mean, corrosion is the main factor in this world. That is the number one thing that airlines focus on because they're constantly in the air with weather and things like that. So corrosion is a buildup on your car battery and everything else. Corrosion is one of the the biggest situations in this world. And corrosion sometimes is based on neglect, lack of, people not paying attention to. And once you get corrosion, the next aspect from corrosion is crumble. You know? Mm-hmm. If your battery in your car gets too much corrosion, that shit just ain't going to work at all. I'm going to be honest with you. And after a while, it's just going to be, you need a new battery because corrosion is just, has just diluted the plastic and everything else. But getting back to the colleges and all, when you got situations of asbestos and and in the case of Howard University, mold and mildew and, you know, this is neglect. This is something that's not, and I wouldn't say so much neglect uh, uh, like um, aggressive and, and neglect, legitimate neglect, but just neglect where they just haven't been paying attention to it and it's gotten far gone, you know, because, you know, mold is a a hidden species that sneaks up on you. But once you discover it, you have to do something to tame it, contain it, put it in perspective, because it could be cleaned up with bleach water. Or sometimes you just got to cut out the area that is growing on. You just got to get you a bandsaw and just cut that whole area out. You know what I mean? That whole wall section, that whole sheetrock area down to the woodwork, you just got to grind it out. Or if it's on a wall that's, you know, sort of transparently able to clean up, people can use bleach water, 
you know, by by knocking it down in some respect. But it's got to be a here to. If not, it'll keep growing. And, and no telling what the mold looked like at, at Howard University. And the same with Spelman when we talked about that earlier. What they say in the specimens in this building, and this was the art building, you know, and this is something that should have been taken care of a long time ago. I mean, in Atlanta, is like the, isn't that the Mecca Mecca place of the Mecca Mecca Mecca? You know, they don't say. they got, you know, Tyler Perry with his Mecca Mecca and everybody got the Mecca Mecca Mecca. I'm Atlanta, Georgia, High Atlanta, ATL, the Mecca 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 Mecca. And then you got Spelman and Morehouse supposed to be the Mecca 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 of the whole move. But but the shit is wore out, so somebody ain't paying attention. Those executives up at Morehouse and Spelman, they spend that they spending those do- donations as fast as they can get them on a bunch of bullshit, a bunch of hype, a bunch of you know being you know just trying to I don't know it, it, it's it's just deep. Anyway, they're on the kissing list all of them. Howard University, oh, Spelman, man. Morehouse, kiss kissing list all of them jokers. Anyway, really, I'm done with it. Okay. Papa Didi put them all on the kitchen. I'm a high school dropout. I don't give a damn about no college. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> you can announce those. I, I can't do those. But, all right. Well, since you're dropping the bomb on the universities. Mm-hmm. I guess it's time to lighten it up. They need to be, uh, you know, put on blast for a minute. Okay. All right, Cattle, we going to lighten it up? Yep. Well, let's rock and roll with it. All right, we're going to lighten it up. Okay, I got the first one. Weird news All right. here. Texas, Texas homeowner security camera captures dozens of visiting halls, and that's not the Redskins. <laughs> Well, the Washington team, I'm sorry. They used to be called the Hogs. Um, A Texas man who spotted evidence of wild hog activity outside of his home checked his security camera footage and was shocked to see dozens of of the animals had visited overnight. Glenn Garner of Sienna said he was walking his daughter to the bus stop when he saw the footprints and other evidence that hogs had visited his yard during the night. He said, I saw a ton of damage uh, in our front yard, in our neighbor's yard. Some of the houses down the street were hit worse than ours. Garner said he checked his security camera footage and expected to see uh, wild hogs, but he was shocked to see how many of the animals had been through his yard. He estimated 20, 25 to 30 hogs were on the truth. Um You've seen one hog, okay, Garner said, and then you see the whole family troop filing in. It's just like uh, really bizarre, he said. He said the hogs uh, did a lot of damage in a very short amount of time. They move really quickly. Looking back on our on our <laughs> camera, they were in our yard less than a minute. Wow. The, the hey, Sienna homeowner. The Homeowners Association said wild hogs coming down the banks of the Brazos River have become a seasonal problem in local neighborhoods. So, hey, they just passing through. They just, uh, you know, they don't know any better. Wow. So, yeah. Okay. Wild hogs. 
I'm just glad that they weren't, you know, outside when it happened because, you know, they could have got trampled on or something, you know. Something else bizarre could have happened other than yeah. them messing up the yards, you know. So, but, uh, Very yep. true. Very true. Uh-oh. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, why, my uh, weird news is about Kraft cream cheese. Apparently... Who knew Kraft cream cheese is uh, going through a shortage? Did anybody know that? There's a shortage of cream cheese? I had no idea. (laughs) But Kraft, well, Kraft says that there is a cream cheese shortage, and they're using it to uh, manipulate that as a marketing opportunity. So, They've launched a campaign that says for just a few days during this holiday season, a limited number of people will be able to spend $20 on dessert and charge it to Kraft, the owner of Philadelphia Cream Cheese. The premise is people who cannot bake cheesecakes because they can't find cream cheese can get another baked good on Kraft's dime. So here's how this works. Anybody interested in the offer can visit a special website set up by Kraft, and on December 17th and 18th, that's today and tomorrow, up to 18,000 people will be able to get the right to get a reimbursement for a holiday treat. You'll be able to submit your receipts to the company a few weeks later, and Kraft says the campaign is a good way to soften the blow of empty cream cheese shelves and keep customers thinking about Philadelphia cream cheese without souring on the brand. So cream cheese is one of the latest hard-to-come-by grocery items in the year of shortages. They're saying a spike in cream cheese demand during the pandemic has made it harder for them to keep the shelves stocked. I guess because people are home more because of the pandemic, folk are making cheesecakes and doing other things that people do with Philadelphia cream cheese. <laughs> well, they said last oh. year more people. Well, they said last year more people were baking and eating at home, and the demand mm-hmm. for cream cheese jumped about eighteen percent compared to twenty nineteen, and it stayed mm-hmm. at a high level in twenty twenty one, according to Kraft. Meanwhile, restaurants have also been ordering more Philadelphia cream cheese. So, mm. if you're one of those people that like to make cheesecake and you can't get your fix of Philadelphia cream cheese, go to Kraft's website and see if you can't get your $20 reimbursement to get something else. Okay. Mm. What, what does that it's come up It's an interesting marketing spend. <laughs> 18000 times 20 that's all. Uh-oh. That's thirty-six million. Yeah. Don't hurt yourself, Kel. Three hundred sixty thousand dollars. That's what it is. Or is that thirty-six million? Uh oh. Yeah, I told you. Don't all hurt right. yourself. All, all right, right Papa. Which one is it? <laughs> is it thirty-six thousand or thirty-six million? I don't know trying to do She's trying to calculate twenty dollars times eighteen thousand people. Twenty dollars? Uh huh. All right. Well, if it's only twenty dollars, eighteen thousand, it's 
definitely won't be in the millions. It'll be in the thousands. It's only twenty dollars. Right. Only one zero behind it from the beginning. You can't get five zeros from one zero. You damn sure can't get seven from a one. Anyway, anyway, are we up to my story? Yes, it's over. <laughs> this story is about, this story is about people with big ass mouths. Minnesota teen. <laughs> Um, four inches uh, mouth girth, I guess they call that. Is that grace girth? Mm-hmm. Cat recaptured the Guinness Book Record. This happened uh, gape. last week. Gape? Is it gape? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Up your mouth. Yeah. Ah! Like a gaping <laughs> hole. Yeah. It's a big ass. You know, open your mouth and stretch your jaws and stretch your ears. Minnesota teenager's big mouth recaptured the Guinness Book Record when he. Uh, his gait was measured four inches. Now, four wow. inches is pretty big. That's pretty big. Yeah, that's about the size of... Two, three, four. About yeah, the size that's of, abnormally big. Yeah. Anyway, Isaac Johnson, <laughs> he earned the record in 2019 when it, when he was 14 years old and his gait was 3.67 inches. But he lost the record to a Pennsylvania teenager a few months later, but then he now recaptured it having a full four inches. So the person must just beat him by a couple of fractions. And he said, I guess it must have grew as I grew. So maybe doing it, opening my mouth, stretching it out, maybe that helps too, you know. So he told a, a radio station in uh, in um, Minnesota. Anyway, Johnson said he's been invited to appear on a TV show about Guinness World Records. I'm sure that's a wild-ass show. <laughs> Tall, short, big, big legs, big butt, big titties, whatever else they do on this show. Anyway, it's an amazing, unforgettable experience that I'm very lucky that I have naturally uh, big mouth. And uh, he looks forward to the TV show. Well, now I'm curious. I'm going to have to measure mine over the break and see. Your mouth ain't that damn big. Well, I'm sure it's not, but I'm wondering, like, how big is it? Okay. Well, that wraps up the weird news. So. Yep. Anybody? measure open your mouth and see how wide you can open your mouth and you can compare it to this dude who has a four inch gape Gape. opening on his mouth he's got four inches opening from the top of his mouth to the bottom that's pretty big that's like cartoon big (laughs) i don't know how you did that it's like great but with the without the r Escape, great escape. Yeah. Okie dokie. That's why it's the weird news. What can we say? All right, we're going to take a break, and we're coming back with me, and I'm just saying, I'm going to talk about Mitch McConnell on the other side of the break on the Pajama Party Show. Hey, this is Papa Didi. Join me on Friday night live at the Pajama Party adult online radio talk show. And don't miss my segment called Living for the City and What's Poppin'. Hey, and, and join me. This is Red Wine with the Long Long Step, and I've got the hot topics in my commentary called I'm Just Saying. And don't forget the cocktail of the week for me, Shadow with the Yellow Top. I got the Hollywood Wrap Up along with Weird News. And don't forget, we've got the Kissing List. That's for the people who get on our last nerves and you want us to call them out. So join us on Blog Talk Radio for the Pajama Party. Every Friday night at 9 p.m. on the East Coast and 6 p.m. on the West Coast. Go to apajamaparty.com to listen online or follow us on Twitter at apajamaparty. Call us live, 914-803-4306. And don't forget to press 1. Now let's get back to the show. 
Hey, what happened to the snack tray or the bartender? Does he want to see my slippers? I'll call the room service. Hi, right, welcome back to Pajama Party. One of yours, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, we're going to go with uh, Red Wine on her segment of, uh, I'm just saying, take away Red Okay, wine. and for the record, mm-hmm. I can only open my mouth like two and a half inches, so I'm just saying. That's because you come. I'm not I'm not I'm just saying, for that dude to go four inches, I'm like, dude, what you been doing? How big can you open it when you're pissed off at somebody? Well, that's a whole nother thing. But anyway, I'm just saying, tonight I'm just saying, day late, dollar short. Mm. Day late, dollar short. All of a sudden, this week, your boy, Papa Didi, Mitch McConnell. That's your boy. That's your boy. Mitch McConnell, Republican Speaker of the House, decided to wake up. And realize he's been dragging his feet on important topics. Old Mitch finally got around to going to Kentucky to survey the damage done by recent tornadoes. Right, he's a senior senator, senior citizen from Kentucky. Yeah. The junior citizen, but the junior senator is let me Grandpa. Let's recall. Let's recall that Mitch represents the state of Kentucky as their senator. Yet, he didn't go to Kentucky until two days after President Biden. What were you waiting for, Mitch? As usual, you were a day late, dollar short. I'm just saying. And also, out of character for Mr. Antagonistic Mitch McConnell, he was thanking the president for how quickly he reacted and responded to Kentucky's emergency situation and how Biden was doing everything possible to help the people. Now, you know, usually Mitch McConnell has got nothing positive to say about Biden, the administration, or anything done by a Democrat. That's right. But all of a sudden, Mitch is singing a whole different tune. Yes, he is. It just makes you wonder, like, what is up with you? What you been taking this week? Something Mitch McConnell is just getting around to, apparently, was, you know, trying to do the right thing. What's up, Mitch? Someone finally pulled your coattail and told you to put your butt in gear and go home and check on things for your yourself. Your old-ass butt. Yeah. Or did your conscience finally get in touch with your brain mm. <laughs> a few days after the fact? I'm just saying, Mitch, you are a day late and a dollar short. And speaking of being out of character for Mitch McConnell, today Mitch made a statement that the American people need to know the findings uh, that come out of the January 6th commission. Now, again, let's recall, Mitch McConnell fought against this January 6th commission from day one. As soon as whoever came up with the idea said, we need to investigate, form a committee, et cetera, et cetera, Mitch was like, no, 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 it's a waste of time. Waste of effort. Nothing can come out of it. We already know what happened. We don't need to do this. He had nothing positive to say about investigating the events of January 6th. Mm. But all of a sudden today, it's a whole new Mitch McConnell. Your boy. Mitch McConnell was like, you know, the American people need to know the information that the January 6th committee has been, you know, investigating and coming up with. 
I'm like, wait a minute. Is this in, what is that? Uh, that movie, uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I'm like, this is not the same. Uh, what's that raisin that they used to do, the commercial? Heard it through the grapevine. That's what I think of when I see Mitch McConnell. He looks like one of those old raisins. Old raisins. Just wrong color. But this cannot possibly be the same Mitch McConnell. You're praising the president. Now you agree that the January 6th committee is doing something beneficial. And you finally got off your butt and decided to go to Kentucky to your state and go check on your constituents two days after President Biden has been there and gone. You are a day late and a dollar short, Mitch McConnell. I'm guessing maybe it was the ghost of Christmas past pulled up on Mitch and told him some stuff, showed him some stuff, and he realized, I better get it together. But don't be fooled, because a snake is still a snake, even if it doesn't bite you every time. I remember back in the spring when Mitch said the January 6th commission is not going to uncover anything of relevance, it's a waste of time, all of that stuff he said. But he clearly was wrong because if you've been following the news, that committee has uncovered some off-the-chain text messages that uh, different Republicans and some of the Fox News people were sending the day that January 6th happened that they were pleading and begging Trump to do something to stop the mayhem and the destruction that was going on on the steps and in the Capitol. But all of this is coming out because of the January 6th committee that's investigating all of this crap. And now that it's coming out, Mitch has jumped ship. Now Mitch wants to be on the right side of right. So I guess, like I said, I guess that ghost of Christmas past must have told him or showed him something. And now he realizes, you better get your act together, boy, because you are barking up the wrong tree. And now he's trying to show that he's got some good sense. But like I said, I'm not fooled. I don't trust him. He may be saying the right thing this time, but he's still Mitch McConnell, and he's still the leader of the Republicans in the House. I'm not going for it. So we'll see what happens. But like I said, Mitch is a day late and a dollar short. This is red wine. I'm just saying Mitch is probably running game. I wouldn't trust him any further than I can throw that wrinkle raisin. That's all I got to say. I'm done with Mitch McConnell. All right. Drop the mic, baby. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Because he, he come up with some bull, but you know what? You know what? I am going to drop it. Drop that thing. <laughs> All right. We're going to go to a quick break, and then we're coming back with Papa Didi and Living for the City. Oh, boy. It's the Pajama Party Show. You know how we do. We could shoot straight from the hip and maybe other places, but that's what we do. We'll be back on the other side of the break. 
You're listening to the Pajama Party Late Night Adult Talk Show. We've added a new segment to the show called the Kiss It List. Every week, we put people on this list who have done dumb stuff or have been irritating or just gotten on ours or your nerves. So we call them out and put them on the Kiss It List, and we tell you why. If you have somebody you want to add to our Kiss It List, hit us on Twitter at Party and use hashtag KissIt, and we'll add them to the list. If you prefer to email your contenders, send them to info at apajamaparty.com. We'll call them out every Friday night at the end of the show, so get those names in. Now, let's get back to the Pajama Party crew and more of the show. DJ, would you mind turning it up a notch? Oh, how rude! Oh, you're on the kiss it list. All right, welcome back to John Party One, who's Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right. Okay. Time for Papa D. Oh, you clapping for yourself? That's right. Okay. It's time for Papa D. and living for the city. Woo, what's happening in the city, Papa D.? Well, you know, I tell you what, the reason why Mitch McConnell, who is the senator from Kentucky, which the state got, you know, got ravished, you know, especially Mayfield, uh, as we just talked about. Um, that's because these politicians live in the DMV. I have not seen one politician from Montana, uh, Wyoming, uh what other places we talking about? Uh, what, Utah? Utah. Nebraska. Once they get here and they become a senator or a congressperson, they don't go back to their hometown. They live in a nice house in Maryland, Chevy Chase somewhere, all up in Bethesda, up in the hills of Bethesda. Or Virginia. In Virginia, they live somewhere overlooking Rock Creek. Park with the trickles of the the brooks and the, they looking at little frogs out there one day they're not going back to the flatlands of Montana are you kidding me is why it took them so long to go back to Kentucky because his ass was resting in Bethesda they love it here everybody from Lyndon Johnson all the way back to everybody even Barack Obama Barack Obama's from Chicago where does he live now D.C. That's right. Okay. Look at uh, Trump's uh, son-in-law. What's his name? Uh, anyway, Trump's son-in-law and Trump's daughter, they live down the street from Barack Obama. And they're from New York originally. Every politician to come to D.C. from any one of these flatland states way on the other side of the world, when they get here, they stay here. That's why D.C. is becoming so gentrified because, you know, they're they're catering to the rich. You look up and there's cranes everywhere. Everywhere you look in D.C., there's a crane building something else. And black folks are running for their lives over to Prince George County. They got to get out of D.C. They're kicking them in the butt as they run. Ain't nowhere for them to live no more. It's a damn shame. A damn shame. They done took the whole southeast and turned it into a baseball field. Nats Park. 
Lord have mercy. I used to date a girl who lived right there at third base. Now it's a damn stadium. Ain't that a damn shame? That's a shame. I used to ring her doorbell. Her doorbell was right there at third base. Now it's a baseball field. Ain't that that's a goddamn shame. Anyway, but here's another deal, too. There's a guy, a, a, a football coach named Urban Meyer. This man was a coach of, I say was because it's past tense since yesterday. He was the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is an NFL team. Now, this man was such a dirty dog, they finally got rid of him. A few weeks ago, they lost to a Cincinnati Bengals. Instead of flying back with the team when they lost, he flew back to North Carolina claiming he was going to a family event. They filmed him in his bar in North Carolina humping on a little young girl. He married like a monkey, but, you know, only him and his wife will settle that particular argument. But but the, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars thought he would, you know, get the respect of the team, and he didn't, so yesterday he fired his ass. But here's the real story. With the big news that Urban Meyer from the Jacksonville Jaguars got fired, when you turn on these sports programs, ESPN, uh, Get Up in the Morning, uh, all these different programs, the only people talking about Urban Meyer was black sports analysts. It seemed like all the white sports analysts took off yesterday. <laughs> I looked up at Get Up, the show with a guy named Green. He's a Jewish guy. He was there. He hosted the show. But his panel, which usually has a couple white guys, Jeff Saturday, some other white dudes, they were all off because for some reason, White folks don't want to talk about other white folks. Now, mind you, the black folks that was there in their place beat the motherfucker. They beat Urban Meyer down to the ground. <laughs> Talking about the stuff he did because he, he hired a racist guy as a strengthening coach for the Jaguars. He was a racist dude from Iowa, and he told him about that. And a whole, whole bunch, the man done a bunch of stuff. Finally got rid of his ass, just like they did with uh, the other coach from uh, the Los Angeles, I mean, the, the – the the Raiders, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, was the guy's name Gruden or mm-hmm. yeah Gruden. He was he was a racist dude too. Anyway, they find out to be these people. But what I'm saying is that in a nutshell, is that one thing you don't do in life, don't talk about white folks around other white folks. Okay, on your job, do yourself a favor. You're going to talk about white people. Talk about white people with other black people. Don't sit back and talk about white people with other white people. That's a bad move, okay, because they're always looking out for each other's reputation. That's how they was raised. I got news for you. Stop thinking you got anything in common with white folks. You're better than them. Believe me, you are so much better than them. Your mom and daddy raised you better than them. Some of that poor white trash, they don't know their ass from a hole in the ground, okay, and you come up with all that intellect and niceness and kindness that you learned from your parents, and they ain't got none of that shit, okay? So do yourself a favor. Stay who you are in this. Like I said, don't never talk about another white person in your environment with another white person. Go find you a black motherfucker to talk about white motherfuckers. I'm just giving that little piece of advice. Anyway, now, I covered the fact that the... Congress people and the senators do not go back to their hometown. Mm-hmm. They live here in the DMV, okay? I covered the fact that it was only blacks only 
when they talked about Urban Meyer yesterday, he got fired. Blacks beat him down to the ground. White folks called out sick because none of them, want, they still want to go to games and all. It's it's always, and I'm not beating up on white people. I got white, I got a couple white friends out there, two or three, you know. But it seemed like they always want to cover their tracks. They're amazed on how black people are so open and free with their conversation. They are so precautionary with everything, you know. Don't want to act. Don't want to spend their money real quick. Oh, you got money? Oh, I don't have the white folks to say, oh, I don't have money. I just got plastic. I don't have any cash. You got cash? Well, yeah, I got cash, motherfucker. I either want to what the fuck you think. I got cash. How many, how many white friends have done that to you? You look up and they ain't got a, they ain't got a dime. They, at 2 o'clock in the morning, they ain't got no cash. So how the hell are we getting out of here? You know, you know like I said, I'm going on and on, but I'm going to stop it right there. To let you know that, look, 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 look. We have been oppressed for a lot of years. I'm not talking radical. I'm not talking off the chain. Look at your history in sports, music, everything, from Nat King Cole to Louis Armstrong to actors to singers to dancers. We've been denied stuff for years, simple stuff, simple housing, you know, simple everything. The ability to do or buy anything. So learn from your ancestors what they couldn't get. Stop walking around like you're a modern-day black person that's entitled to it. That's bullshit. Check your history, okay, before you put that big foot forward. I'm done. I'm going to get out of there. Okay, man. Papa Didi. Yep, he did the damn thing. You dropping your mic too? <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh oh. Drop mic night tonight. Uh oh. Clanking bottles and dropping mic. Okay. All right. Dropping mic. All right. Okay. The two St. Paul girls clinging. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we're down to the Hollywood wrap up. Mm. You ready, Cuddle? Sure. Take a break or you got to take put mm-hmm. your makeup on, your false eyelashes, or you want to go right in? Hey, we can go right ahead. I'm, I'm good. Okay. She All said right. her face is beat. She wrecked to go. <laughs> Here we go. Let's go to Hollywood. All right, take Come us on. there, Papa. Hollywood. Hollywood. All right. Thank All you, right. sir. I appreciate that. Um, LeVar Burton, he's back in the news. It says uh, when one door shuts, another one opens. Um, it appears that none shall be shut on America's most beloved actor and children's television host. Uh, he's going to host Scripps, which is uh, the national spelling bee. So kudos to him. Um their long-time partnership with ESPN has ended. Uh, they've been doing that since 94, a long time, um, and has landed on Burton to uh, take over the hosting duties of the telecast. Uh, Burton 64 also became the host of the revamped version of the Trivial Pursuit, and in adding such a uh, prestigious role to his IMD, IMDB page continues his long-standing tradition as uh, putting education first. 
He says, the B represents the inspirational, aspirational ideal of education. So kudos to LeVar Burton. That's it. I mean, it should be, it's, it's going to be interesting now because since he's the host. Um, I like him. I've always liked LeVar Burton. Since Roots. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Him. He can I bring some too. flavor I, to that thing because sometimes they, they make that thing dry. There you go. There you go. That's true. Uh, Dr. Dre, other than his divorce from his wife, he's back in the news. Um, mm. They're talking about Dr. Dre has returned with six new songs on the newly released Grand Theft Auto expansion. Um, I don't know. They're still um, releasing Grand Theft Auto. I thought they wanted to take that off the market. Um According to the comicbook.com, the tracks, uh, his music tracks will uh, feature collaborations with Rick Ross, Anderson Pack, um, Nipsey Hussle, and um, Ty Dollar. Also, Snoop Dogg and Anderson Pop as well. And Eminem. Wow. Okay. Wait a minute. How are they getting music from Nipsey Hussle? Probably some stuff that he's never released. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, okay. they, you'd be you'd be surprised at what they could do. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, she's a Prince so. fan. She knows that. Oh. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, that's crazy. Also, Spike Lee. Haven't heard his name in a while. Um, he has uh, secured a deal with Netflix. Everybody's securing these deals with Netflix. Um, Oscar-winner filmmaker Spike Lee has linked a new creative partnership with Netflix. The multi-year uh, deal comes with Lee directing and producing narrative features for the streaming platform. That will start in uh, 2022. All right, 40, 40 acres and a mule. That was his motto. So that should be interesting. Also, Tyler Perry. Unfortunately, he was in an auto accident uh, yesterday. Um, Burbank Airport in Los Angeles. While driving home in his Bentley SUV, a Honda Accord cut across three lanes of traffic in the Sherman Oaks area into Perry's path. Perry crashed into the driver's side of the other driver's car. Wow. And uh, there were no reportedly um, injuries for nobody to go to the hospital. But, oh, okay. Uh, so he's okay. Right. But the crash wasn't enough to generate a police report. And everything will be handled privately. Really? Okay. All of that, three lanes of traffic? Okay. <laughs> but wait, uh, if it's all going to be handled privately, then how did the sto- story become public? T- TMZ, of course. <laughs> you know they get they handling everything. <laughs> oh my god! Um, All right, crazy, yeah. Also, uh, Flavor Flavor. I haven't heard his name in a while. He's hanging out with Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson. Apparently, Pete Davidson is a big fan of Flavor Flav, and they're pretty good friends. And uh, for Kim Kardashian's birthday present, he bought Flavor Flav. I was like, okay, that's what's up. (laughs) (laughs) 
that is what's up. So you see him in a photo with uh, Mama Kardashian, Kim Kardashian, and this uh, character, Pete Davidson. He he is too much. I'm like, okay. That's what's up, Flavor Flav. And I hear he's coming out with another um, show as well. So it's going to be interesting. He, 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 he gets it. He gets it done. Um, also, Black Panther, uh, uh, Letitia Wright, she's been hospitalized since September. Um, she had an accident on the set of Black Panther 2, but rumors were swarming around that um, she was going to leave the franchise because she didn't want to take her COVID shot or, you know, I'm like, okay. Yeah, I so read that. The, yeah, so I, from this report, the rumors are not true. She's just been hospitalized, and they have stopped production because of her injury. So apparently whatever stunt, whatever she was doing is, is serious. So um, I guess they're going to monitor that. And uh, last but not least, Pharrell Williams. He, he's going to receive an honorary doctor degree from Norfolk State University. I haven't heard his name in a while, so uh, kudos to him. Um, also, um, just recently we just heard that uh, Lawrence Taylor just got arrested in, down in Florida um, oh for, solic- for soliciting a prostitute. I'm like, okay, that's the oldest person in the world. You can't go get your own stuff, baby. You have to go solicit <sighs> yourself or pick up somebody else. Of all the things to get busted. Yeah, I thought that shit was over. I thought so, too. I I haven't heard his name in a while, but, I mean, you know, crazy. I don't know. All right. That's my Hollywood wrap-up tonight. Okay. Mm. Well, you had a whole lot of info tonight. Thank you, Kettle. Mm -hmm. Kettle always brings us all the scoop and the, the info and all the deep. Thank you so much. All right. Well, we're going to get right to the, uh, the kisser list. This is a group of people that uh, showed their ass for the last couple of weeks or a week and a half or maybe just yesterday. And right. um, you got first? we'll start with Urban Meyer. He was a fire coach from the NFL team at Jacksonville Jaguars. And I'm sure with him being fired, they're going to hire a black coach to clean shit up. That's what they always do. When everything is all messed up, they get a black coach in there for a year, to, then they fire his ass. Clean up on aisle four. Uh, we got the uh, Red Wines boy, Mitch McConnell. That's your boy. He uh, finally surfaced after his one of his couple of his towns was ravaged in Kentucky. He's probably and we still ain't heard from Rand Paul, who was the other senator. Yeah, I haven't heard from him. Haven't heard from him either. So, like I said, they all live up in uh, Prince George County. They don't give a well, Somewhere. Anyway, I uh, also got. Uh, Joe Manchin from West Virginia, he just he's just blocking everything. He's a Democrat, but I think he's an undercover Trump lover. No, so he's, he's a yeah, he is a Democrat. he's a Democrat. He's from West Virginia, but he's an undercover Trump. Lover. I'm confused. I was like, wait, is he? But yeah, he is. Then you got Herschel Walker for lying about having a college degree. He went to Georgia State, but he left after two years to uh, join the NFL. He never got his degree. He's walking around. He's another Trump follower. Another Oreo. Yeah, why are they going around saying he has a college degree? If you don't, you don't. You got the the, the uh, GSA for not keeping up with Trump's situation at the uh, Trump Hotel. 
Ron DeSantos, he's a, the mayor, but governor of Florida. Governor, yeah. yeah, for pushing the uh, stop the WOKE Act is what to stop the teaching. yeah this whole stop teaching. woke. Yeah, they want to. They they don't want critical. They call it critical race theory in schools, but it's just teaching kids about the truth of uh, the history of the world. They want te- they want kids to learn basic bullshit that uh, that they know. They want people. They want white kids to come out and black kids to come out of school just as ignorant as they are. Anyway, and uh, your boy Mike Lindell, he's the pillow guy. Oh you know the God. guy that sells the pillows. He's a big time Trump lover. In fact, he's crazy. He's so he is so Trump follower. It's not even funny. He says he'll spend every dime of his money to prove that Trump really won the 2020 election. Are you serious? And he's the only one still screaming this after four years. He's still screaming this. That man oh crazy. I gosh. wouldn't. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I wouldn't. He's a jerk off. Dude, go buy. sit down. Oh God! Uh, did you get that judge? Oh yeah, and the judge Michelle, Michelle um, Michelle O. She's the woman that was watching the video of her house being robbed, yelling out all the n words out there. And her son. Her and her son saying, "There's an n word robbing my house. There's an n word robbing my." House. She's a judge. Anyway. Um, I not got to mention. Oh, go ahead. Whatever you got. Go ahead. I'm done. What you got? I got McDonald's in Cleveland. For being biased against the uh, black franchise owners, mm-hmm. uh, Spelman University for having uh, bad conditions, asbestos and everything in their buildings. This will be a big time college. Yeah, and don't forget Howard University for having yeah, yeah, you their, Howard their dorms and it was all molded and all that shit. So get y'all shit together, black colleges. And also, I've got one more group, Turning Point USA. This is one of these. I don't know what you call them, uh, conservative, as they call them, groups. They are hosting an event this weekend, and Kyle Rittenhouse is one of their guest speakers. Now, what does he have to say that you're going to have him on a program? They got a, a bunch of country music artists. They also have, as guest speakers, Donald Trump Jr., mm. that dingbat Candace Owens, and Tucker Carlson. So that just lets you see what kind of program they got going on. And then they're going to bring, what is he, 18, 19, Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah, he's, he was the one that was just acquitted. Just got acquitted of killing two people, killing two people in Minnesota. You bring, I'm so done with them, this group turning That sounds like a real USA. nice white affair in my opinion. Oh, it's so. going to be, comp- well, except Candace Owens is black. She's a black woman, but she talks a lot of, you got to look her up. She's a whole nother well, conversation. She's black in skin color, so we'll yeah, give her black exactly. Skin. She's black on the outside and ignorant on the inside. There you go. Anyway, anybody else? No, that's it. What we got for? Them? All right, we got a special gift for, and here it is. My empire.
All right, welcome back to John Party. When you host Papa Didi here with Kettle. Hello. Red wine. Who's on swire, darling? Darling, it's time for the last word. Happy Friday, Papa Didi. What's your last word? My last word is just uh, watch yourself, you know, like uh, Maya Angelou said. When people show you who they are, believe them. Believe them. You know, and get that COVID shot. Ain't nothing but a, ain't nothing but a, but a stick in the arm. And, you know, we done been stuck a lot of other places in our life, so sticking the Hello. arm shouldn't be that bad. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Hello. My last word is. Yeah, I just lost what I was going to say. Man, I'm going to pop a DD. No, you were. Uh, no, 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 no. I was just going to say, my last word is don't be like Mitch McConnell. Don't be a day late and dollar short. Yeah. Handle handle with your business. Do what you got to do. Mm. Don't put off things tomorrow. that you really need to handle. Don't put off tomorrow. What exactly. You can do today. Handle your stuff. You know, so many times we get caught up on, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow. Well, you know what? Tomorrow is not a day of the week. So let's Ooh, stop doing that. Handle your stuff that you need Shit. to do. Because tomorrow you don't know what you might be faced with. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to carry today's stuff into tomorrow. Don't put off tomorrow what you can do today. Hello. I and mean, we all get behind and stuff. We're not perfect. Yeah, I mean, when it happens, it happens. But try not to deliberately do it. Do we want to let Kettle say something? Or we going to I'm getting ready to kick it over to Kettle okay. now. All right. Kettle, what's your No, you long-winded. Yeah. I am not long-winded. All right. Anyway. Kettle, what's up? You, um, you got the mic. My last word is just be safe out here because um, these uh, streets out here is uh, too much going on. Um, I mean, I was things just happened so close to me a couple of days ago. It was behind my house, so it, it's a scary feeling. And um, these young folks out here just need to wake up. Um, you know, they need to see what is going on with our city. You know, it's it's uh, it's just a it's, it's just a big change, and if you are not aware of what's going on of the change, you're just going to be lost, and uh, they're just going to continue to you know shoot them up, bang bang. This is not the wild wild west. Um, go get education, go get a trade, go do something. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, Murray Burry, he's not here, but this summer program or Maybe there needs to be a program 24-7 because this is of the urgency. This is, you you know, we need some help. Yeah, so um, just be safe out there. That's my last word. Mm. All right. That's a good word. You're right. 24-7 probably would help. I'm not saying it would fix it, but I do think it would help. You can't just say, all right, summertime, let's Get, you know, get the young people involved mm-hmm. and stuff. They need mm-hmm. something going on around the clock, around the calendar. Yep. Yep. All righty. Well, we just want to, again, wish everybody a safe and happy holiday. Mm-hmm. Please be cautious if you're going to gatherings and things. Yeah. You know, we all want to feel like we can trust our friends and family, but you don't know where people have gone the day before you saw them. So you got to be cautious. Be careful. Mm-hmm. Tell folks if you're going to get together, everybody get get those quick tests or something. 
Get tested at the door. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do it, get tested at the door. Let's all be safe. Stop playing around mm-hmm. out here. Thank you. Like you know, it, it's too much going on, you know. Yeah. I like to have a good time, too, but I ain't trying to pay for it with my life. I got stuff to do. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got unfinished business. Unfinished business. So anyway, we just want to thank everybody for hanging out with us tonight. We do appreciate your time and attention. And, hey, tell a friend about the Pajama Party Show. That's right. Uh, This year is almost done, but you know what? We're going to kick it up a whole nother notch in 2022. You don't want to miss it because we about to set this thing off next year. So be on the train and ride along with us next year in 2022. With the Pajama mm. Party Show. Because, you know, that's what we do. It's PJs only. No mm. clothes allowed. Uh, we're going to say goodnight and get on out of here. And you all have a safe and a happy and prosperous weekend. Uh, Papa Didi, you want to say goodnight? Goodnight, everybody. You're right. I got stuff to do. I got, I got something in the damn mailbox. Okay. To do. That's yeah. what to do. <laughs> all right, Kettle. Say goodnight. Good night. Thanks for listening, and next time, don't be shy. Join the conversation. All right. And I just want to say shout-out to D.C., Maryland, Virginia, Florida, California, uh, Jersey, Philly, Philly, and everybody in between. Oh, Uh, one last last note. I did want to give a shout-out. Happy birthday to our D.C. homegrown actress, Regina Hall. She's a good friend of the uh, show, and I want to wish her a happy birthday. It was December the 12th, but uh, better late than oh. never. So, yeah. Yes, happy birthday, Regina. We love you. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. That'll do it for us. We'll catch you next Friday night, uh, Christmas Eve, on the Pajama Party Show. See you then. And Peace. What, what, Papa D? One more thing. Um, condolences to the Thompson family out of West Philadelphia. They lost their mother. Just recently, your funeral was uh, a couple of days ago. So God bless the Thompson family. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. All right. And on that note, peace. We're out. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatetti, Sayonara, and all that sort of shit. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Gabi I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show and good night. Party crew, keep it real for you. No.